Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. How you doing, guys? It's Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here uh, speaking to you, Street Talk Theology, coming to you and thanking you for joining me uh, this afternoon. Uh, I am uh, solo today. Uh, do not have a guest, and that's okay. We'll talk about some things upcoming, and we'll go over some scripture as we discuss the things of God here on Street Talk Theology. Hey, guys, listen. You know, uh, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail, email me. Tell me some things you guys would like to talk about, hear about. I am definitely um, open to doing what the audience wants. And, and we do got some, some good stuff coming up on Street Talk Theology in the upcoming weeks. We have, uh, let me see. Let me look at our schedule here. I don't exactly know um, how far after this um broadcast that it will be, but they're coming up. We got Janice Getna coming up. She is the co-chair of a woman's group that meets here in the church, the SOS group. They're a challenging group to say the least. They are a group that uh, we want to learn more about. I know much about them, obviously, because they are here in the congregation. And like I says, um, they had me the other day. <laughs> they raked me over the coals. They were asking a lot of solid biblical questions. And I spent two hours trying to do the best I could to answer them. Hopefully I did, did okay. But they're a, they're a group here that we uh, cherish in the church. And we'll have uh, Jan Gettner on, and she'll explain to you what, what the SOS group is all about here at Desert Sky Baptist Church. And then we're going to have Pastor Greg Thornburg, and he comes from an interesting background. He was a former Republican campaign manager, and he's planting a church here in Casa Grande. And he's a, a knowledgeable guy. He's in seminary right now. I'm going to sponsor him as he continues through his seminary career um, and do a, a sponsorship for him here at the church. And, and he's an interesting guy, a well-learned man, and we'll have him on for at least one session, maybe two, because he's got some... Uh, wonderful things from to say, and especially coming from like theology, uh, you know, looking at things politically and then theo uh, theological. So I think that'll be interesting. So, okay. So let me see. Let me see. What's our challenge for today? What can we talk about? I really didn't. I was thinking about what to talk about. And, you know, there's so many things we can speak about in the things of God. And I like interaction, but once in a while, it's good to just get uh, speak to the audience that God has given me. And I, I do want to speak about, I think some of the things that come up and even in the Bible study that I, uh, I obviously have on Wednesday nights and stuff. And let me tell you something. I, I don't mean to uh, brag on our people here, but our Bible studies on Wednesday night here, 630 at Desert Sky Baptist Church, they take on a life of their own. They are really I mean, it's the meat and bones of what the Bible is. You know, you open up scripture, you discuss scripture, you hear 
interactions. And, and me as a pastor, I, you know, I want to make sure that people are sound in theology. And I also tell my congregation, the congregation that God has asked me to pastor, to make sure that I am on the, on the right page with the biblical mandate. You know, make sure I'm cutting the scriptures straight. All pastors should be um, not afraid for their congregants to look more deeply in what they say. You just don't want them to be yes men or yes women. And then one of the things I think that um, people have some problems with is the genre in the Bible. You know, there is a lot of different genre in the Bible. Now, obviously, there's straight narrative and, and you know, where Paul and, and, and the, our Lord and, and the, the authors of the, the, the Bible will speak narratively, just straight and to the point, so to speak, you know, just kind of plug it in for to the point. We do that um, snippets here on 91.1 Grace. But there are different types of liter literature besides straight narrative. You know, you have, you, you'll see in some of the parabolic literature, like the parables sometimes, the Lord will use lesser to greater arguments uh, or lesser to greater argumentation. Like um, if you being evil know how to give good things, how much more lesser to greater is our heavenly father who gives you his Holy Spirit. Is that lesser to greater? And then, uh, like I says, parables, we have to be careful with parables because a lot of times parables will, people will try to interpret them and let them stand on all fours. And they just don't. Usually in parables, there's like a sting in the tail. I think it's Snodgrass that wrote, wrote a, an excellent uh, book on, on the parables that you can look at. Now, I'll make sure that that's correct uh, by at least our next broadcast, but I think it was Snodgrass. I got it on my on my shelf there, but I can't seem to see who wrote it. But I, I when I preached through the parables, I think it was Snodgrass that was a great help. Also, we interpreting genre is, is really, really, really important in, you know, cutting the scriptures straight. Another thing, too, is writing conventions. You'll see Paul sometimes, he'll string these Old Testament writings in the New Testament, but he won't quote them like the whole way. He'll just give snippets. And scholars call that like a string of pearls or a katina, where Paul will take all these um, Old Testament scriptures to apply them to the New Testament. Um, and understanding genre helps us understand the text better. You know, Jesus says why. He says, you know, we we have to be wise as serpent, harmless as doves. I mean, obviously, that's a type of writing convention that our Lord tells us. I mean, obviously, it's not literal. We don't become doves or we're not serpents. But but they are they are usages in the Bible that we need to understand, especially we if we want to overall if we want to understand, you know, the overall context. So these things are important as we study and read our word. And, and that's why Street Talk Theology is important to me, because I like to bring you the knowledge that by God's grace that I've learned over the years in seminary and school and, and just dealing with people in general. And, and that doesn't mean I have it all right. You know, I, I study to show myself approved, 
But I think it's important that when we are in teaching positions that that we want to make sure that we can cut the scriptures straight so we can teach others to do the same. You know, so those things are important. In fact, um, in 2 Peter 3, if I may, it's that's the last chapter in 2 Peter. It says something really interesting concerning Paul. A couple of things here that's interesting. It says, um, let me see it. Just as just also as our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you. And also in all his letters, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort as they do also the rest of scriptures to their own destruction. Now, there's two important things there. It shows you that Paul's writings actually were becoming and were scripture. The other thing that more on our topic, so to speak, is that it says some of the people who are untaught and they're unstable, they distort the scriptures to their own destruction. Now, that's a serious, serious allegation. It's a true allegation. And it really should have pastors and teachers of God word, God's word on the alert. We want to, again, I don't want to be repetitive, but you know Italians repeat themselves. We want to be, again, cutting the scriptures straight. And there's a warning there from uh, Peter in the second epistle that he wrote to God's people, to the elect, to the chosen, telling them, hey, you know, we have to be careful because Paul, in his writings that were scripture, at times would be hard to understand if one is untaught, if one is unstable. Now, again, we want to be really careful in saying that uh, people are doing this just to deceive people. Now, that could be, and that, that's terrible. Obviously, that would be terrible if people are using that to uh, deceive, you know, just saying, hey, uh, I'm just going to say what I got to say, and I'm going to just make it make the scriptures say what I wanted to say. That's ISA, Jesus. We got to be careful. But here's the challenge. And I tell this to the congregation that I serve here all the time. You need to know your scriptures. So when you hear something behind the pulpit that the teacher and preacher of the scriptures are cutting again the scriptures straight, that's also an obligation of the congregation. You just don't want a pastor to tell you anything. You don't want him just to sell you a text and say, hey, this text means that when he's not looking at it contextually. And that's why it's, un that's why it's important. I'm running away a little bit here, but it's important to understand genre of the Bible. You know, um, it's just, you know, you want to understand what's narrative, what's parable, what's metaphor, what's apocalyptic. These things are important. Um, you know, and, you know, my wife will be the first one to tell you, Rachel is more of a literal person. She likes literal when she, you know, gets into poetry and things like that. She's asking a lot of questions and that's good. Um, same thing with um, a couple of people in our congregation, you know, uh, Carolyn, and, and I'm saying names, obviously you don't know them unless you do come to the church and you're listening, you do. Carolyn says, man, pastor, can't we just get it straight? And, you know, the reason why 
this type of literature was used in the Bible was because they didn't have the Bible to open up with. They didn't all have Bibles. The, the, they just had manuscripts or scrolls, so to speak. So they, they spoke in these, these type of, um, la, not languages, but literature, genre, so people would understand, so they would remember. You know, apocalyptic literature is not literal literature. The book of Revelation is apocalyptic. You know, it's signs and symbols and things of that nature. In fact, in the book of Romans, in the epistle to the Romans, let me go there for a second. There's an, there's an interesting text there that I, I wanted to share with you, just as an example of apocalyptic literature that's even used outside the book of Revelation by Paul. And we know Paul didn't write Revelation. We know John did. But listen to this language. And then what Paul does in this language, he actually um, personifies creation, right? By saying this, it says, for the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, for the creation itself will also be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Now, now that's an interesting apocalyptic passage. And we say, what is the creation groaning about? Well, obviously, creation is out of whack because of sin. And what Paul is saying here, apocalyptically, uh, understanding apocalyptic language, what he's saying is that, that, that because of sin, right, we see that creation is, again, out of whack. Now, what do we mean by out of whack? We, we do. We see these weather patterns uh, today, fires, and then... Um, some of the uh, airborne viruses that are in the air. And, and all of this is a product for sin and uh, because of sin. And that's why creation groans. It wants to get back to normality. And obviously, sin has got serious consequences on the cosmic order of society. You know, the creation here, which personifies itself, doesn't want to bring upheavals into the world. But again, think about how serious our sin is. Think about how serious our sin has an effect on the world. And, and this is when you understand apocalyptic literature. This brings to light exactly what, the, what, what Paul is saying here in Romans. The creation basically here being personal says it does not want to be a, in a pattern of sin. I was, or it was not originally created for that. And again, I, I got here, just think about the magnitude of our sin and how it affected the whole world. And think about in the same breath, think about this, how Christ will reverse this curse someday because of his ultimate sacrifice on the cross for his people. That's why the creation says, I can't, I long after the, uh, the redemption of the sons of men, which comes by the cross of Christ. So that's how we look at some of this 
um, different type of genre in the Bible. You know, and, 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 and these are interesting things. And think about this. Creation is moaning for the redemption of the sons of men. It wants to get back to some type of normality. But what about us? See, that's the, that's the, the, the sting in the tail, so to speak, in this apocalyptic uh, uh, genre here. What about us? Right? Are we moaning? Are we uh, thinking about Christ coming back? Or in the, in the next question to that, or the next layer of that, are we ready as a people of God? Are we ready in the fact that we are preaching the gospel to everyone? See, the, the Bible has got to bring you to a certain place, even Christians. It must challenge us. And understanding the language rightly challenges us because we don't want to, like I said, not cut the scriptures straight. That's why, you know, I, I was told today, I mean, these are the things that warms the cockles of my heart. I, I really mean that. I was speaking to a congregant today because the water's off in the church right now. And one of them works at, a couple of them work at the water company. So I'm trying to get them down here to get the water on because it's Friday. And um, obviously we got church in a couple of days. But they, they were actually telling me when we started just talking about the church a little bit, they said, hey, pastor, can we start our Bible studies at six? And then if we can go a little later and because I'll tell you, we have a you we usually uh, do our Bible studies from six thirty to seven thirty. And we got amazing Bible studies, not because it's the church where I pastor. but We have a lot of questions and and things during our Bible studies. And I think we're just starting, I think, first John. So sometimes we're there for an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes. Because I think that's where, I mean, obviously, I love to preach on Sunday. And in fact, I love to preach. I, I really like to interact with the congregation at large, even in my preaching. Um, but like I said, Wednesday's night's Bible studies, we get to interact. We get to cut the scriptures together. We get to uh, learn the word of God together. And, and a lot of times you'll find out when you speak about different genres in the Bible, it's hard for some people to think outside the box. You know, uh, most people read literally. And in fact, let me just step back for a second and get this book here. I don't know if you can hear me. You can hear me now, but I wanted to get these two books. I wanted to make sure that book on the parable, parables are from Snodgrass, and it is. Um, stories with intent by Klein R. Snodgrass. This is some. This is a guide, a comprehensive guide to the parables of Jesus. I highly recommend this book, and uh, obviously, again, stories with intent. Now, one of the books I highly, highly recommend in our topic of learning literature, a genre in the Bible is a complete literary guide to the Bible, edited by uh, Leland Riken and Temper, uh, Tremper Longman III. This is a well of information, this book, and especially with the topic we're talking again today, a complete literary guide to the Bible, which gives you the different type of genres and how we can understand our Bible correctly. Listen, we live in a world that 
is based on, which is a shame, relative truth. What's true for me is true for you. It, no, I'm sorry. What's true for me doesn't have to be true for you. What's true for you doesn't have to be true for me. We beat to a different drum as Christians. We believe the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. And there is no other, no other um, word that is basically, let me, let me say it better this way. The word of God is not relative truth. It's absolute truth. And that is Christians. So we don't, so the, knowing the word of God rightly is so, so important. So important. Because remember that Jesus is not a way, not a truth, but he is the way, the truth, and the life. That's why we have to understand our Bible and we have to understand different types of liter literature. That's why I recommend these books because I could never in 25 minutes go over the importance of understanding genre, you know, but that's why I'm saying there's so many different genres in the Bible. Obviously this straight narrative. I mentioned that and that's important, but there's poetry again, there's apocalyptic, there's metaphor, there's simile. Um, and sometimes they mix up sometimes that you'll see straight narrative um, and then turn around right away. And then, you know, apocalyptic will come in or, or a poetry will come in and and things of that nature. You know, in, in fact, Jesus says to, to the people of God, I speak straight, but to others, I speak in parables. But we still got to understand we need to understand what the parables mean. We need to understand what it means how to break down, how to look at apocalyptic literature rightly without um, causing other people to stumble, especially if we're teaching God's word. You know, so that was the topic I wanted to uh, tackle today a little bit. I, you know, my my time's running short. I, I just, you know, I, I love you guys, man. I, I just, I, listen, this is all we have. And look at the world we live in, man. I mean, Believe me, I mean, and, and, and nothing has changed but the zip code. I mean, the culture, you know, the Bible says that we as Christians, we are narrow-minded in the fact that we are on a narrow road. And we're narrow-minded to the truth. You know, we, we don't we don't go on a wide road of 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 relative truth. We are in, on the narrow road of scripture and what scripture teaches us. That's why it's my heart for you guys, for myself to cut the scriptures straight, understand the genre in the Bible. I mean, I hope you guys hear my heart because I think, you know, today there's so much at stake, man. There's so much at stake. And I come to you, I come to you with a heavy heart because it's just, you know, salvation is of the Lord. But the Bible says that Paul plants Apollos waters. I plant, you plant, we water so people can come to the knowledge of the truth. But if we're planting and watering wrongly, God can't honor that. He can't honor that. So we have loved ones that we want to be saved, our family we want to be saved. Let us cut the scriptures straight so when we get the opportunity to preach or teach them or witness to them, we know what time it is, so to speak. So I, again, I, I, I am 
honored to be here on Street Talk Theology. I love this show. I hope it's edifying to you. Like I said, we got some wonderful guests coming up uh, soon over the next couple of weeks. Please tune in for that. Email me, interact with me. I'm, you know, I'm from New York. I like to talk. So, you know, I'm open for any conversation, open to help you cu uh, cut the scriptures straight in any way, shape, or form. Again, this is Pastor Dominic Romaldi here at Street Talk Theology. And please join us again next week as we cut the scriptures straight. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen and amen. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.